Welcome to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. We're going to be in Mark chapter 5 today, so glad you're here. It is Thursday, February 16th. And so let's take a look at Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. So they arrived at the other side of the lake. Remember, they had gotten into the lake and the, the calming of the storm took place yesterday. They got to the other side in the region of the Gerizines, and we've been there. We've been at high cliffs, kind of a plateau on the top, and it was a Gentile area, though there were Jews that lived up here as well, but it was largely a Gentile area. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out of the tombs to meet him. And actually, in the land of the Gerizines, or the Gadarenes, depending on what uh, book you're looking at, same same place, though, but there's there are tons of tombs that are caves in even one today. particular area, even today. In fact, we yeah. went in and out of some of those tombs. Yeah, you can tombs go hike and, through them. Yeah, and yeah. in fact, yeah, outside of uh, one, this main Roman city that was right up on the cliff Susita. overlooking... Sasita, uh, there we there were all these not not, not even tombs. I mean, these were the what do you coffins. Call them? Coffins, yeah, yeah they were sitting much. out yeah, there, sarcophaguses that or whatever, had been yeah. holding the bones. And so yeah. this is where this man lived. It's a yeah. it's a real place. Verse three: This man lived in the burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as he often was, he snapped the chains from his wrists and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. I mean, this man was so totally oppressed and actually possessed by these demons. When Jesus was still some distances away, some distance away, the man saw him, ran to him, to Jesus, and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, why are you interfering with me? Jesus, son of the most high God, in the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. You see, Jesus intentionally went to that place that everybody else was afraid of, right mm -hmm. to where that man was, mm -hmm. that even the people of Sasita, they didn't want to go, they didn't. They want nothing to do with this man. They tried to keep him at bay, even yeah. though I'm sure that his howling at night caused a lot of fear of their children, but there was no, they, they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Jesus, he just goes right after it. He and goes right there. And that's true with your life. There's an area of your life maybe where you just don't want to talk about, you don't want to touch on, or there's an area in your family you just don't want to talk about that's where Jesus wants to go because that's where healing needs to needs to happen for Jesus had already said to the spirit come out of the man you evil spirit and Jesus demanded what is your name and he replied my name is legion because there are many of us inside this man which was that was the term for the most of you are I'm sure are familiar with the Roman military and they they were organized by legions which was different numbers of men but thousands it, at yeah, the least yes so anyway, they call themselves legion. In verse 10, then the evil spirits begged him again and again not to send them to some distant place, um, the, you know, meaning the place of the condemned, I believe. In verse 11, there happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, which that was taboo for Jews, but it wasn't for the Gentiles who lived there. Verse 12, send us into those pigs, the spirit begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs and the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plundered or plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned into the water. And again, if you've yeah. seen the Gerizines, you can see how that would happen. It you was the Bay of it. Pigs. <laughs> Apocalypse. <laughs> oh, boy. Silence of the hams. Oh, man, oh, man. Can you keep going? <laughs> I've no, preached on this not, before, so yeah. I have all those jokes, you know. <laughs> Verse 14. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town and surrounding the countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. 
A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. So now they're afraid. I mean, you, you thought they would be afraid when the man is normal? Well, they're afraid of Jesus now because he had power over the demons that were vexing this man, mm-hmm. making him so abnormal. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed. Um, well, I, I went backwards. <laughs> Verse 16. Uh, then those who had seen what happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs. So some people had witnessed this. And the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. I mean, just too much fear. They couldn't handle it. Well, that, and I also wondered, too, if it was how much money they just lost. You talk about 2,000 pigs. That's a huge hit to their own economy as well. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. And Jesus was getting into the boat. The man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. I mean, you talk about radical transformation that took place here. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything that the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. Some have said, okay, why did Jesus tell some people not to tell anybody, and now he tells this man to tell them? Well, he doesn't say, go tell people that I'm the Messiah. He says, go tell people what the Lord, the Lord was, you know, this was kurios in, in our Greek here, but it was often used for the Hebrew word Lord, which was in reference to God himself. Mm-hmm. And while Jesus is God, the Son of God, he was, he was telling him to go and broadcast the glory of God here among the Gentiles because this is the yeah. place where the Gentiles well, And live. also, later on, Jesus is going to feed the 5,000, the 4,000, mm-hmm. and a lot of people believe this is the man who brought in a lot of those crowds. Yeah, I, I think that's very true. So verse 20, so the man started off to visit the 10 towns of that region. That's the Decapolis, which Sacida was, was one of the Decapolis, correct? Or was it I, you not? Know, I don't think it was. I don't think it was okay. big enough to be. Maybe... I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll have to look that up. Yep. Anyway, he started to, off to visit the 10 towns of the Decapolis, which were, that, those were 10 Roman towns and, of that region, and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed at what he told them. You want to take over in verse 21? Yeah. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake, where a crowd had gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. So now we're talking about the other side of the lake, which would be back up on the northern shore in the area um, in the area that he spent a lot of time where he'd called his disciples. Yeah. Jesus went with him and all the people followed, crowd crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with a constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but, he, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe, for she thought to herself, if I can touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her very terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? And I think it was Luke that points out that it was Peter that actually responded that way to Jesus. Yeah. And in, in a sense, you know, think about this, that Jesus now stops and he engages and talks to this woman who had just been healed, which was a wonderful thing. But he was on his way to heal a dying that man's girl. daughter. Yes, it's like this, stopping an ambulance, really. It, you know, yeah, it's yeah. an emergency. And but he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had hap- what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. He said to her, "Daughter, your faith has made you well. 
go in peace. Your suffering is over. Mm. Now, a lot of commentators have wondered, why did Jesus have to stop? Why, why couldn't she have been healed? Well, we have to remember that she was bleeding, and so she would have been considered to be unclean by the mm-hmm. whole town. Mm-hmm. And so some believe, and I believe this, that Jesus stopped this whole scene to point out her, call her daughter, mm-hmm. so that everyone would know she's not unclean anymore. Mm-hmm. That the healing wasn't just physical, it was also this, this spiritual healing, in a sense, as well. Verse 35. While he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, they told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. There's some similarities between this and an upcoming story where we covered it when we were in Matthew, and that is the death of his friend Lazarus where Jesus intentionally delayed and allowed for Lazarus to die, as is the case here. That we have, to, and This is good for us to know that sometimes bad things happen to us because God allows it, but sometimes bad things happen because God intends for it to happen there's something greater that he has for us and for other people that are going to come out of this. Yeah. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead, she's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him. But he made them all leave. Which is, they're, they're like, yeah, like we don't know what death is. Right. Just because, you know, and again, of course, just because they lived in the ancient world doesn't mean that they're not dumb enough to recognize when somebody's really right. dead. They're cold. They haven't breathed, you know. <laughs> yeah. Even today, though, we get it mixed up. There was a woman, I don't know if you saw this in the news, there was a woman in a, that was uh, found breathing in her body bag after she was brought to the funeral home. Yeah, could you imagine And they that? had to send her back to the nursing home. Yeah. Oh, so. my goodness. The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave, and he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he said to her, Talitha Kaum, which means little girl, get up. And the little girl, who was 12 years old, immediately stood up and walked around. Then they were overwhelmed and totally amazed. And Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened. And then he told them to give her something to eat. That's awesome. Yeah. And again, we have a difference of telling them not to, to say because the re- revelation of who he was here to the Jews, because he was in a Jewish area, and it was different for, for the Gadarene to, in the area of Gentiles to go give honor and glory to God for what God yeah. has done for you. I just love that last line, though. He told her told him to get her something to eat. It just shows how personable mm-hmm. Jesus is. Well, Proverbs chapter 16 is the proverb for today. And do you remember what verse we had said? Yes. <laughs> we had pointed out verse 7. Verse 7, when people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Yeah. Man, it's kind of hard to take this, isn't it, Junior? Because sometimes uh, people aren't at peace with me. I know they're not always at peace with you, right? <laughs> so no. does that mean our lives aren't pleasing to him? Yeah, no. I mean, this it's like we've pointed out this in Proverbs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, with a lot of these Proverbs is is they are truths, but they're not, do, it's not a formula. Yeah, so train up a child in the way they should go and, and he will not depart from it. Well, some children do. The reality is, is that, you know, when people's lives please the Lord, that even their enemies are at peace with them. doesn't mean they agree with them. Mm-hmm. But in reality, when you live a godly life, there is a sweetness to it. And I'll have to admit that usually when people are not at peace with me, 
there's usually something going on in my heart that I, I've either mistreated them or I, I didn't necessarily handle the situation correctly or I've just got a sin response to the way they may be talking about me or whatever sure. it might I, A good example of this is driving. You know, when I, <laughs> I'm upset at another driver, my heart's not in the right place. And uh, Sure. Again. But if you take this fully though, Dad, I mean, you could then say Jesus's life wasn't pleasing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he's put him to death. Right, you know. So at some point, there is like there is. It know, does break down. Yeah, it does break right. down. But it also should cause us to always consider where's my heart at in this. When yeah. there's conflict going on, where's my heart at with this and with this other person? Right. And am I forgiving in the way that I need to be forgiving? Yep. And am I treating them in the way that I need to be treating them? Yep. yep. All right. Well, live a life pleasing to the Lord today so that your head can hit the pillow tonight and you'll have more peace. That's what it comes down to. And once again, it was great being with you tomorrow. It's going to be Friday, so we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.